In this episode of how to shoot video for your business, I'm talking about how we store the large quantities of video media that we produce as a production company and some thoughts around how you could be storing yours. So if that's of interest, stay tuned. Roll the bumper. G'day guys, my name is Bruce Garrett. I'm the owner of Gingerbeard Media. We're a video production company based in Perth, Western Australia, and we run a series of educational tools called How to Shoot Video for Your Business. As the title suggests, it's about learning how to shoot video for your business. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're a podcast, we're all those sort of things. So if that's something that's of interest to you, then follow along subscribe, like, comment, and all those social rigmaroles, and we'll hopefully give you some free advice as to how best to shoot video for your business. Anyway, enough with that waffle and on with the episode. In this episode of how to shoot video for your business, I wanted to have a bit of a chat around how to store footage because as a video production company, we generate a lot of footage. I'm talking gigabytes and gigabytes and terabytes worth of the stuff. So um, it's been an interesting journey for us. Uh, we've got quite a, a streamlined process to um, manage and store data. And I think as business owners generate more data for the videos that they shoot, they need to start thinking about how they're gonna store the large amounts of media that they may well generate. So that's what this episode is all about. So storing media starts when we return from a shoot. So as soon as we get back from a shoot, we take the cards out the camera and they're transferred onto our main editing computer. From this point on, there is a backup process, and that means that we always have multiple copies of those files. Now, obviously, that might not be something that you're thinking about, but as a professional production company, we need to make sure that we have some kind of reassurance that when somebody's paying us for a job, that when we come in and we've captured all that footage, we've spent time recording people, blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff, it actually gets backed up, because if we were to lose it, oh man, it is not fun. So when the files get placed onto the main editing computer, they're placed into a RAID drive. And what this basically means is that there are multiple drives, um, a copy of each, so that if one drive goes down, we've still got copies on another. Now you can do further reading on RAID drives because there's different types and different ways of setting up. But if you are interested specifically, we use a RAID 1, which means that we've got basically two drives that mirror each other. So yeah, if one goes down, we've still got the other and can basically bring it back online, repeat that data across, and we've still got a backup. As with all sorts of options, there's pros and cons, and the con to having a RAID 1, where we've got those two drives, is really speed. We're still at using one drive for speed, because for other types of RAID, you can actually have multiple drives that basically they're all accessing at the same time, which means that your computer actually works faster. But we don't do that. We do RAID 1, where we mirror copies. Now, those files will stay on that computer until we finish the project, and that means they're always backed up. But once we've finished that project, we've been through, we've edited, we've been backwards and forwards with changes for the client, we're done. So that project is no longer active, so what happens with it? So this is where it falls into basically a two-step system. The first step is that we offload the files. Obviously, we can't keep everything on a computer, two hard drives, everything backed up. So 
we take it off that computer and it gets moved onto effectively like a small server, but it's another RAID system. So we run a four bay RAID system. And basically what that means is, is we're running the first two hard drives as a RAID system, exactly the same as the computer. So the files move from the computer onto the RAID and they continue to be mirrored and backed up there. But just like our computer, that will eventually get full. And usually that's about every six months that it will get full and we'll need to offload those. And what we'll then do is transfer them onto other hard drives. At this point, you may be asking the question, well, why not just when a project is finished, take it off the computer, back it up and then chuck it away at that particular point rather than sort of this two-step process that we're going through. And the truth is that a lot of our clients will come back within that six months. Perhaps they need changes, perhaps they need further editing, perhaps we need to dive into those files a bit more. So if we'd taken them off at that point and put them into like a full archive, then we would have more trouble getting them. But that six-month period um, is usually a good time that we can look back at files, get things that we need, you know, before they kind of expire. So six months go by and our backup raid is now full. What do we do? Well, it's a pretty similar process. We then transfer all that data from those drives onto two separate hard drives, an A and a B version. Now for the techie side, these are not raided. These are two separate hard drives, but they are duplicate copies. So whatever is on uh, hard drive A is the same as hard drive B. And the reason that we then do that is so that we can then further archive off-site. So hard drive A will go to location A and hard drive B will go to location B. And what that means is if, if location A burns down, we've still got location B. The whole thing sounds a little complicated, but the best way to think about it, the simplest way to think about it, is the fact that at all times we have two copies of all files because if something goes wrong, uh, we're not going to be the best like people. The weakness that would be in our system is that we don't back up until the files come off the camera and onto the computer. And obviously there is every chance that something happens. We only shoot onto one card. We don't, don't do dual card shooting or anything like that. So should something happen to that card in the camera or something happens to the camera, then yes, we would lose that footage. But what we tend to do is only do that on local shoots. So the risk is minimized and obviously like low risk shoots as well, which most of our shoots are. If we were traveling, then we do carry backups for those. So we would do a backup on a regular basis whilst we're away to make sure that should something happen to the camera or card whilst we're traveling, we've still got an alternative. Now, obviously this is a business solution. And one of the problems that we have going forward is videos are only going to get larger in, uh, in space that they take up on hard drives because as we shoot 4K or 6K or 8K, the files are only gonna get bigger. Um, so it's probably something that maybe won't stay like that all the time, but it's how we manage it in our business. But probably not that applicable to you guys, although it might be interesting. So what are my thoughts around what to do for your business and how to back up your data for the media that you're shooting? Well, the first thought is please do back up. The truth is that shooting video takes a lot of time uh, to shoot. It takes a lot of time to edit. And if you lose those files, and I have lost personal files, I know how much of a... I'm gonna use the word heartbreak, it can be, because you've spent so much time and energies on it. So my first thing is 
please do back up. So now that you're agreeing to back up, what do I suggest? Well, to be honest, hard drives get cheaper and cheaper all the time, um, which is really positive. In fact, at the moment, you can probably pick up a couple of terabytes for a couple of hundred dollars, which it's really good value. So, you know, pop down to your nearest electronic store or office outlet, somewhere that sells hard drives, shop around on the internet um, and make sure you just pick up a couple of portable hard drives so that you can make sure that you've got a couple of backups for your files. Perhaps you only need a, one backup because you've got the rest on your computer. Perhaps you need a couple of drives so you can, you know, mirror those files um, across both of them. But either way, please, I, I do beg you to make the effort and back your files up. The other alternative, if you don't have oodles and oodles of data um, and your internet's okay, is to look at cloud storage. You could look to upload all of your information online. On the line. Online. So that you constantly know it doesn't matter if any of your hard drives go down because it will be backed up in the cloud. Neither of those options are really that great to edit from if you're trying to you know store a lot of footage and edit from those hard drives but they are really good for when you finish the project to just keep those files because yeah i have known people in the past who also only keep the finished file like they've done all the editing and delete the raw footage my suggestion would also be to keep all of your raw footage so that you can actually put that to use in different places Anyway, this video is quite long, quite in-depth, quite techy, but I hope it's given you some information as to how we back up all of our media files, but also some options for you guys as to how you could back up your media files. As ever, I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you have, feel free to give us a like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff that social media requires to feed the algorithm. And I want to thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Gingerbeard Media. Get a beard.